Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Friday, July 5th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Hope you all had a uh, fun, safe, happy 4th of July celebrating the independence of America from British rule. What a wonderful day. Uh, Just a couple of days after the women's soccer team declared victory uh, over (laughs) over. England in the World Cup. Uh, We as a country got to declare victory over England again, uh, dating back to 1776. Uh, So hope you guys had a good time, hung out with family, friends, whatever you uh, wanted to do and just enjoyed the day off. And really, when the fourth falls on a Thursday, I think it's really kind of prime because I think you a lot of people end up getting Friday off too. You get Thursday off for the fourth, Friday off because you know why not, uh, and then you know the weekend after that. So you kind of get a four day weekend here. So hopefully that is your situation as well, and you're taking advantage of that time off. On today's episode, we're going to talk about summer league. Um, we got some things I want to talk about with. Uh, Miles Bridges, uh, Kenny Goins, and Nick Ward, just kind of previewing what we might see from them, what they need to be able to show in Summer League, and what these, you know, what the outlook is for these guys. And then, um, you know, I will start off the, the show here just in a little bit, talking about uh, scheduling and things like that, and how you can follow along uh, with Summer League if you choose to do so. Uh, reminder, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done it already, subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. Uh, and if you listen on Apple podcasts, head on over to iTunes, or if, even if you don't listen on Apple, I don't care, head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. Okay. Let's, uh, Oh, almost forgot. Almost forgot. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Okay. So, Summer League, Summer League, Summer League, Summer League. Um, It's interesting for Michigan State fans this year. There's a few things to look out for. Some years it's like, well, you know, I mean, even last year was interesting with Miles and Jared Jackson uh, debuting, but they were both 100% set on being on the team and playing minutes this season. So it wasn't really anything to look out for, and you can't really judge uh, how a guy's going to look in the NBA compared to uh, how he's going to look in Summer League. There's like a list going around today of the top scorers in Summer League history, and it's just a bunch of people who never really made any impact uh, in the NBA. So it's just something to keep in mind there. But it is uh, a spot for fringe guys to really make their name and, and get that f- get their pro career started on the right foot, right? And that is uh, Matt McQuaid. That is Nick Ward. That is Kenny Goins. If they want to have a shot at the NBA, you know, it starts with uh, what's going to happen over the next week and a half. Uh, and... You know, there's a lot of things that they can do to really help themselves. We talked about McQuaid uh, in the episode on the the 3rd of July, July 3rd. So if you want to go back and get my thoughts uh, on him and his situation, definitely go listen to that episode. 
Uh, but today we're going to talk about uh, the other guys. Uh, before we do that, I want to say uh, a couple things here. I will be sort of live tweeting slash live blogging some of these games that feature Michigan State guys. So at the Spartans Wire on Twitter uh, or SpartansWire.usatoday.com, you'll see the posts. I'm going to, starting today, actually live tweet these games, uh, some of these games with Michigan State guys. I'll try to get, you know, it's uh, they each play four games and then an elimination game. I'm going to try to get two games from each MSU guy. So that's kind of the thing. Um, probably the first game for all of them, although I might miss one. We'll see about Miles. You know, it's a different thing with Miles. Um, and definitely a, a game down the road. And if they move on into elimination games, uh, you know, that's... Uh, a spot where I can do a third or a fourth and really if especially if there's someone you know say Nick Ward pops and he's playing a, a big role and getting big minutes and, and putting up points you know maybe I'll spend a little bit extra time and do an extra uh, Hawks game you know it's just it's a play it it's a feel thing we'll, we'll see how it goes we'll play it by ear and we'll go as we go but at the Spartans Wire on Twitter excuse me I just like had a weird thing there at the Spartans Wire on Twitter uh, com. what I'm going to do a live tweet on Twitter obviously and then I will take those tweets and stitch them together as like a rolling update blog post and then additionally I'll have more space in the blog post so I can add thoughts in between the tweets so you know the live tweeting will give you uh, kind of the bare minimum some thoughts certainly but if you want to get more and more uh, like in depth with it then you can check out the blog and follow along there if you're at work and not watching Summer League or just a normal person and not watching Summer League. Uh, you can do that. And then they'll sort of serve as uh, pseudo recaps, right? If you want to know how these guys did, head on over to SpartansWire.usatoday.com and there will be updates for a handful of games uh, in this manner. And then the games that we don't live tweet, uh, we'll just have standard updates as well, um, like a summer league roundup each day. Like So today we won't probably have much of a summer league roundup. There might be one because I'm going to be doing some tweeting and blogging. But uh, tomorrow, say if we're not uh, live tweeting any games or anything, uh, then we'll have a roundup and just get some tweets from you know someone who covers the Pistons that had a tweet about Matt McQuaid. Or someone out in Denver with some thoughts on Kenny Goins. So that's how we're going to do it. We will have plenty of Summer League coverage. I know it's not the sexiest thing in the world, but uh, it's going on right now. And that's the big thing, especially with MSU sports. Uh, you know, Like I talked about previously, recruiting is pretty slow at the moment with the dead period. We're not quite yet to college football media days and, and getting prepared for that. There's things starting to trickle in in terms of uh, rankings and all Americans and yada, yada, yada. But for the next week or so, uh, summer league is really the, the big thing watching Matt McQuaid, Nick Ward and Kenny Goins and seeing what they can make out of their uh, first professional opportunity. So that's where we're going to be locked in. All right, let's, uh, let's take a break here. When we get back, we'll talk about, uh, Nick Ward, Kenny Goins, Miles Bridges, what to expect from these guys. Uh, and what they need to show during Summer League. Guys, it is 2019, and these days shirts shouldn't wrinkle, itch, or sweat, and with Twillery, they don't. 
Twillery makes stocking up your closet as simple as restocking the beer in your fridge. It is easy, affordable, and you get the perfect fit guaranteed. They offer non-iron, untuckable, and performance dress shirts for as low as $55 each when you bundle four or more. And even better, they have free shipping and returns, so you can try on some Twills risk-free. You heard me right. You can try on Twillery dress shirts completely risk-free. Right now, you can get $25 off your first Twillery purchase by going to twillery.com slash locked on and entering the promo code locked on. And I do want to just reemphasize, go to twillery.com, check out the shirts. Like these things, uh, they sell themselves. I know you're listening to me doing the ad reads and you're like, well, just stop, just get on with it so we can listen to more of the podcast. Just take a second, go to twillery.com and check out the shirts. They're really cool. Twillery.com slash lockdown, promo code lockdown for $25 off your first purchase. One more time, twillery.com slash lockdown, promo code Locked On. You can get Locked On Spartans on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Spartans. All right, welcome back to Locked On Spartans. Let's talk about these summer league guys. Uh, I want to start with Miles, uh, Miles Bridges, because it's interesting. You don't always get lottery picks that play in summer league in year two. A lot of them will play in year one. Unless there's an injury thing or, or something along those lines where it's, uh, you know, they're trying to protect the asset. Uh, but generally, they, they play. Like Zion's playing, RJ Barrett's playing, lottery picks play in year one. And then in year two, uh, generally, I mean, it depends, but uh, a lot of them won't play. Jaron Jackson's not playing. A guy like Trey Young's not going to play. Luka Doncic isn't going to play. The guys who have. You don't need to go to Summer League. You shouldn't need to go to Summer League after your first year if you are a top 5, top 10 pick. It's uh, it's not a, an indictment if you're going back to Summer League as a second-year player, but it's not a, really a spot you want to be in. So it was interesting but not surprising that Miles Bridges uh, is going back for year two in Summer League. I think uh, if Charlotte were a more stable franchise, had uh, a playoff season last year where Miles was playing 17 to 20 minutes a game in a sort of reserve role, three and D wing, then uh, he wouldn't be in summer league. He would be kind of exactly what they needed out of him and then just developing moving forward. But Charlotte is a hot freaking mess right now. Uh, the Kemba situation was a disaster. They might have signed the worst contract in the entire offseason with Terry Rozier in a sign-in trade. Their cap situation is brutal, uh, and they've just had a tough run for the last like decade, really ever since Michael Jordan bought the team, uh, and it's just not going well right now. So if I had to like pick right now, I would say Charlotte is the favorite to be the worst team in the NBA next year because uh, they just don't now they, they don't have any good players they don't have any proven good NBA players Terry Rozier is probably their best player and Terry Rozier was the eighth best player on the Celtics last year uh, so all this Charlotte talk I, you're like why the hell are you talking about Charlotte uh, it's transitionary period for Charlotte they probably see the writing on the walls a little bit Kemba's gone uh, that was their entire offense. Uh, things are about to really change there. They're about to get a really high lottery pick, uh, probably three or four really high lottery picks in a row, depending on how things go. 
Um, and yeah, they could, in theory, uh, sign different people next year and get this thing righted. But I think they're at a point now, and based on kind of their the comments from their coach and the ownership and just how they finished last season, they're really going to be figuring out this year if Miles Bridges uh, is a guy. Uh, and not just a guy, but like a dude. Uh, it's it's Bridges and Malik Monk. I think the spotlight are going to be on these two for Charlotte this season to see what's there. Uh, because if you're picking high in the lottery and you got to determine, do we need another wing? Do we need a point guard? Do we need this? And so they got to know what they have in these two young guys who have flashed some upside. So I think part of that is why Miles is in Summer League. I think you're going to see him do more in Summer League than he did say last year, I think he'll have the ball in his hands a lot more. I think he's going to really dominate because he's an NBA player playing against fringe college players. Like he's a bona fide NBA starter. Miles Bridge is going to start this year. Miles Bridge is going to play 34 minutes and Miles Bridges might average double figures. Uh, but he, he's going to dominate summer league, but I think they're probably going to have the ball in his hands more. Uh, not necessarily running point guard, but maybe a point forward situation, seeing if he can initiate offense, seeing if he can dominate a game, carry the, the tempo of a game, push the ball in transition, uh, and just kind of add different dimensions. The Pistons are doing something similar with uh, Bruce Brown running him out at point guard, seeing what uh, happens there. It happens a lot in summer league. You kind of try guys at different things and see what it looks like in a professional environment. So I think Miles has a really big summer league here and a really important one. And not that it's going to provide the whole picture and, and he's going to get shots to do this sort of stuff in the NBA this season. Charlotte has to do it with him. They have to know what type of player he is, what the potential is. Can he develop into a playmaker uh, who could potentially be an all NBA defender, uh, a playmaking forward who can average 18 points and eight rebounds and a few assists a game, and it's just like a $20 million player, or is he this $8 million player, a 3 and D wing, who shoots decent from three and plays really good defense, but that's all he can do. Like, they got to figure that out now uh, so they can invest their resources. They're really, great re- they're, they're really great assets they're about to have. They need to be able to invest them wisely. And so uh, Charlotte needs to know what Miles Bridges is. Charlotte needs to know what Malik Monk is. So that's, I think, why Miles is playing some summer league here. They want to see him in a different role. Uh, he was a low usage player last year. He was there for energy. He grabbed rebounds. He blocked shots. He dunked. He right. He he stood in the dunker spot on the offense. Caught the ball and dunked. Uh, he didn't do a lot with the ball in his hands. It was all Kemba. And it's going to be a lot of Terry Rozier and Malik Monk this year for Charlotte. Uh, but Miles is going to do some as well. Miles's usage is going to uptick for sure. And he's going to have to show you know, what that looks like if it's something that has a future. And that's going to start in summer league. So certainly something to look out for with Miles is how much he's getting the ball in his hands. What is he doing? Is he playing a point forward? Is he just standing on the wing? And if Miles Bridges is in summer league, standing on the wing and jacking up threes and that's it, that's not a good sign. Um, I don't think that'll happen. I think he's going to be ball dominant in this. And, and I'm really interested to see how that looks because he has improved in terms of ball handling and playmaking. Like if Miles, the, the Miles Bridges that exists now was a college player, like he would have dominated because that whole uh, game 
non-controversy, the second dribble, the not being able to take people off the bounce, uh, that's, you know, it's a lot better now. So, but there's still a, a kind of a gap you have to close to be able to do that consistently at an NBA level. So that's what uh, Summer League is for, for Miles, and I'm really interested to see how it plays out. Uh, as for Nick Ward, he's kind of, I don't know, his situation's the most bland, I think, out of all of them. We've talked about McQuaid's, how his is interesting. Miles certainly has stuff to play for, and we'll talk about Kenny here in a minute. But I'm not really sure what I'm going to make of Nick Ward in Summer League. I think, I, I don't know, it's not, I guess it's not bland. It's really, like, we just don't know. Uh, I just, I can't really have many thoughts on it because I don't know what it's going to look like. I highly doubt Atlanta is going to stick him down on the low block back to the basket and just tell him to go to work. That's not how anyone plays basketball. That's certainly not how the Atlanta Hawks play basketball. Their front court is incredibly athletic. It is a fast team. They have Trey Young uh, distributing and shooting from deep. They're they're uh, an electric, they're a league pass team. Like They're a team that's really fun to watch. They do not kick it down the post to John Collins and tell him to go to work. John Collins is running all over the place, jumping, leaping through the air, jumping over airplanes and weird dunks at the dunk contest. Uh, that's the type of front court Atlanta has right now. So uh, I don't think Nick Ward, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if they, they do it a little bit. Uh, I'm interested to see how he looks in, t- in terms of athleticism, if he looks out of place there if he can keep his man in front of him defensively, and then what is his role on offense? Is he shooting? Is he face up, uh, you know, deep, not deep post, but like extended post 12 to 15 footers hitting face up jumpers? Is he going into the corner and shooting threes? Uh, Is he setting a screen for pick and pop at the top of the key? That is all really sort of interesting stuff, but we just don't know exactly what it's going to look like. And we might not get any of that. Uh, it's his first summer league. It's his professional debut. I'm sure there are things he's shown off in workouts. And with uh, you know these practices that they've been having before summer league. Uh, but maybe it's not ready to take to a game yet. You know, Nick Ward played college basketball for a long time, played high school basketball, has spent a lot of his time uh, with his back to the basket. It's not going to be the easiest thing in the world to transition right out of that and be, uh, you know, a a more movable big, someone who's doing different things, playing out on the perimeter, in and out of the post, setting screens, uh, diving to the rim on pick and rolls. You know, it's, it's an adjustment, and he may not be ready to do it quite yet. Uh, that's, you know, he may need some G League seasoning and I'm not sure what it would take for him to be able to get that. Is it just showing enough athletic potential that the Hawks say, okay, with a year in the G League, we can work with this. We can teach this big dude how to play modern basketball. He can shoot it. He's got good feet. He's got good hands. He tries hard. He is strong as a bull. He's athletic enough. We can teach him how to play basketball at the NBA level and modernize his game because that's the biggest thing with Nick is modernizing his game. I think there's a skill set there that can be worked with. I think his shot looks really nice. I think he has good feet. I think he has good hands. I think he can try. I think he tries really hard on both sides of the floor. I think he's really good in transition, has really great hands at catching the ball, um, can pass a little bit. I think the skill set is sort of there. I think it just needs to be modernized. I think he needs to learn how to play in the NBA. 
and, and needs to also physically, we've talked about uh, sort of reshape his body to play in the NBA. He doesn't have to become like LeBron James looking or anything like that, but he has to uh, add some strength to his lower body and lose a little bit of weight on the upper body and just become a better looking athlete, a better athlete uh, who can hang in the NBA for a certain amount of time on the floor and not get blown away athletically and not be exhausted after a handful of minutes. So those are all his big things. And I think, you know, Nick is a developmental project and we'll see how Atlanta uses him. It might give an indication as to what type of project they see him as and what role they have him going forward. If Is he playing the center? Is he playing stretch four? Is he playing center in small ball lineups? You know, all those things will be interesting to watch with Nick. And then just, you know, like I said, his role in the offense, what is he doing? What shots is he being asked to take? Uh, and then how does he look athletically on both ends of the floor? All right, we'll take a break there. When we get back, uh, we'll talk about Kenny Goins, and then I'll just kind of fill you in on how you can sort of watch these summer league games if you so choose. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked On Spartans on the new Himalaya Podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. All right, welcome back to segment three of today's Locked On Spartans. Let's uh, talk about Kenny Goins. So Kenny is suiting up with the Denver Nuggets of the uh, I don't. I was going to say of the G League, but no, that's not true. The Denver Nuggets of the NBA in their summer league. Uh, Kenny is with the Nuggets on the summer league team. That's all you need to know. Um, so the first thing that is interesting that uh, is, I think, pretty noteworthy that you may not have seen or, or may not even be aware of is that Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is not going to play in the summer league after spraining his knee in a practice. Now, who's Michael Porter Jr.? I played college basketball at he didn't really play college basketball he was in college basketball last year um hurt his back missed the entire season was one of the highest recruits uh in the you know in the high school class the year before is thought to be incredibly talented world of potential uh the premier stretch for uh, in terms of game, can shoot it, can is big, athletic, can pass, can play, make off the dribble. He's like six ten, can kind of do it all. Has just a world of potential, and didn't play, and has this back injury that caused him to fall to the late uh, lottery where Denver drafted him last season. He took a redshirt year and was expected to make his professional debut in the summer league at power forward. Uh, but sprained his uh, knee in practice, and now he's not going to play in summer league. So we're going to have to wait to see that. Big bummer there. Definitely was looking forward to watching him play. But that is uh, an allocation of minutes that could now be going towards Kenny Goins. Like uh, like I said, Michael Porter is a power forward. He's going to play a lot of minutes at the four, and he'll probably slide to play some minutes at the three, and maybe even some you know some center minutes as well. Like I said, summer league gets weird, but he's a forward. Uh, Kenny Goins is a forward that is more minutes uh, potentially for Kenny now that Porter will not be playing in summer league so that's one thing there the the opportunity may be greater than originally anticipated the other noteworthy thing with Kenny the Denver Nuggets do not have a G League team Stan Kroenke the owner of the LA Rams who is a notoriously cheap billionaire owns the Denver Nuggets as well Uh, he does not want to pay for a G League team. So the Nuggets uh, do not have a G League team. What does that mean? 
uh, unless Kenny signs a two-way deal with the Nuggets because it has worked out that players can be on two-way deals with the Nuggets and play in the G League, just not on the Nuggets-specific team, but they are property of the Nuggets unless that happens, which is incredibly unlikely for Kenny Goins. Uh, he's kind of floating around a little bit, a little bit of a G League free agent. It's not a, a secure spot to be in. He's not uh, putting on a show for potential, uh, you know, the, the, the team that could potentially just move him down to the G League and keep him there. So that is a factor to consider as well. Uh, Denver does have two open 2A contracts right now and a couple open roster spots. Uh, I would bet Bull Bull is going to get a two-way deal. Uh, their second round pick because he just isn't quite ready yet because he needs to put on some weight. And then, um, you know, perhaps one of the undrafted um, guys that are getting looks here in Summer League could get the other one. And that's where Kenny comes in. But there are a number of guys like Deshaun Tate, uh, Tyler Cook, uh, Ohio State and Iowa, respectively, who are just, you know, were much superior college players to Kenny. I think are superior college or superior professional players to Kenny at this point in his development. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough uh, ask for Kenny. It's going to be a tough thing to to do enough in summer league to earn that other two way contract. I would put that at 0.1% right now for Kenny. So uh, what he's really trying to do, I think in whatever minutes that Kenny is able to get, is just work really freaking hard, uh, impress somebody from potentially overseas or just uh, the G League in general, and maybe he's someone who can be taken in the G League draft uh, coming up here in the fall and is a, a guy who ends up in the G League for a year or two as a developmental project and, and sees you know what happens moving forward, you know. Uh, Denver, remember we've talked about affiliate players. Denver can't really have affiliate players that they pay more money because they don't pay anyone any money in the G League. Uh, Kenny could potentially end up with a different team at Summer League if he does really well. Uh, you know, Chicago sees him and really likes him and, and wants to stash him. Maybe they put him as an affiliate guy in their G League. Uh, you know, something like that could happen for Kenny as well. Uh, I'm going to be watching him and interested to see. Uh, I think he'll be able to hang athletically. Uh, I'd like to see what he does on the offensive end, how he looks, what he's asked to do, uh, if he does anything besides stand in the corner. Uh, does he do anything with the ball in his hands? Is he involved in the offense at all? Does he get any shots up? And then on the other side, who's he guarding? How does he look guarding that position? Uh, how does he look rebounding? Is he crashing the glass on the offensive end? Is he doing a good job on the defensive boards? Is he blocking shots? Is he active making plays on the defensive side? Uh, if he can do some of that and show some things there, show that he's a capable defender, really good rebounder, uh, and hit some threes, there might be a team willing to take an extended look at him uh, and see what there might be down the road. Uh, if he can, you know, develop more, because we got to remember, Kenny uh, has come a long, long way in a year, and I think teams know about that as well. Uh, I think they would call Tom Izzo, and, and Izzo would tell them, "You can teach this kid anything. He's coachable as hell. Uh, he's someone you want. He's someone who can really develop, even now as he's played four years in college and had a redshirt year, and as I think 23 years old, he's someone who still has game left to develop. So. Uh, that's something Kenny has going for him. 
is the the extreme development he showed over the last year, especially as a shooter. And, and he might be even better now. You know, it's been a few months since we've seen him. Uh, he's He's been shooting the shot from NBA range ever since the season ended. So we'll see how that shakes out for him. Um, oh, yeah. And as for G League games, you can find the full schedule at uh, spartanswire.usatoday.com. I've got it up there. Um, these games are pretty accessible on TV. Each guy is playing at least one game on ESPN or ESPN2. If you have NBA TV, you can see them all. Uh, ESPNU has some games as well. Uh, but there are the, the Summer League has become incredibly accessible. So if you want to watch some basketball, if you want to watch some former Michigan State guys, uh, you can do so over the next uh, 10 days here as Summer League moves through. All right, that is the end of today's show. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Spartans. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, head on over to iTunes, five-star review, yada, yada, yada. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these shows to your phone every single day. Thanks to Hotels.com. Thanks to Twillery. Uh, we'll be back Monday with more episodes of Locked on Spartans. Probably talk about some summer league stuff. How do the guys look in their first few professional games? So we'll do that Monday. Until then, go green.